welcome to this year's Word Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Symes. I'm an author, entrepreneur, mum and wife. A couple of years ago, I realised the power of theming my year with a single word when I selected the word love and did everything I could to embody this word into all facets of my life. The positive impact this word had on my life was so profound that I wrote a book about my experience called A Year of Love, Finding Peace One Day at a Time. Since then, I continue to follow my Word of the Year theme and also select a Word of the Month, which I explore further in this podcast series. In each episode, I will dive deeper into the significance of my monthly word, which will hopefully inspire and motivate you to use more positive words too and ultimately, change your life, one day at a time. I also share quotes and other sparks of inspiration related to my monthly word on my blog and Facebook page. Check out the links for these in the show notes. Without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode. We don't want to live in the past, but reflecting on past experiences and learning from them can be a healthy, cathartic process especially if done with intention and gratitude. This month, I'm going on a journey of reflection. Each day on my socials, I'm sharing a reflection question for you to ponder. Once you've pondered the question, I encourage you to grab your journal and jot down your thoughts and experiences. You'll be amazed by what you discover about yourself and your life so far. Over the next few episodes, I will be sharing some of my own reflections with you to demonstrate how profound reflecting can be. In this episode, the question I'm reflecting on is, what is the biggest decision you've ever made? This is such a significant question I initially thought I wouldn't be able to answer. I have made so many big decisions in my life, from getting married to starting a family and purchasing property. How could I choose just one? So I thought about the one decision that has had the greatest impact on my life, and this was going overseas on a gap year when I was 18 years old. At the time, I didn't realise how much this one decision would impact my entire life, but I suppose that's how decisions work. When I signed up for my gap year, My intention was to spend 12 months working at a high school in the UK. My best friend and I would go together and swap places with two other students from the school we were going to, who, like us, had just finished high school at our respective schools. When the 12 months was over, we would return to Australia and commence our university degrees, which, after being accepted, we had both deferred for a year. The first inkling I had that this adventure might last longer than 12 months was when my mum was persuaded by a friend to see a clairvoyant. During my mum's reading, the clairvoyant observed that I was about to embark on a new adventure overseas. She said I would have a great time and would not be coming home at the end of the year. In fact, I would be away for a very long time and, get this, would meet the love of my life. Now, I was pretty excited about the last prospect because I had a desire to travel to Ireland, so obviously this meant I would meet a nice Irish boy. At the tender age of 18, I hadn't had much experience with the realm of psychic mediumship. 
So put this prediction to the back of my mind and started preparing for my trip. My friend and I landed in the UK in early January and swiftly settled into life at the boarding school we were based at in Devon. Because the school was a boarding school, it shut down every school holidays so the kids could return to their families. We were welcome to stay at the school, but because no one else was there, it was rather eerie being there on your own. So during the Easter holidays, my friend and I decided to make the most of having Europe on our doorstep and travel. Money was tight, so we decided the most cost-effective form of travel was a bus tour with a reputable company. Kentucky it was. We selected the European Highlights Tour, a two-week whistle-stop tour of France, Italy, Germany, Austria and the Netherlands. About halfway through the tour, I met a boy. He was an Aussie boy with cocksure confidence and a loud voice that initially annoyed me, but won me over in the end. The tour finished, we returned to the UK and parted ways. My friend and I returned to Devon and the boy I met returned to London. After a number of phone calls, mobile phones were still relatively new, and emails, our long-distance relationship commenced. We'd try to catch up once a month with me going to London for the weekend or him coming to visit me. By September, I had fallen in love, not only with the boy, but also with England. Whilst the winters were cold and dreary, The summers were magical, with endless long days, green grass, and an abundance of flowers I had never seen. I knew I wanted to stay, and not just for the boy. I adored this place and wasn't ready for my adventure to end when the year did. So, I started researching universities and degrees. I had an interest in archaeology and fashion design. I don't know if I could have selected two more polarised subjects if I tried. But the more I explored, I quickly realised the UK was the best place to study both these subjects, due to its abundance of archaeological sites, as well as a thriving fashion industry. I secured a position studying fashion design at the University of Wales College in Newport. My degree took three years to complete, and throughout that time, I continued to travel back and forth to London to maintain my relationship with the boy. During the uni holidays, I would stay with him in London and pick up work experience placements and do temping work to earn money to support me during the uni semester. It was an exciting time. We made lots of friends, travelled as much as money and time would permit, and simply enjoyed life. Eight years later, we had married and were still enjoying life in the UK, but decided it was time to come home. As much as we adored the life we had made for ourselves in the UK, the desire to buy a house and settle closer to our families was drawing us back to Australia. We landed in Australia at the end of 2007 and have enjoyed living in Melbourne and now Canberra. We have two kids, two dogs and eight chooks. Life has been kind to us. All of these experiences and this luscious life would not have been had I not made that one decision to get on the plane and fly to the UK those 20-something years ago. Some decisions are big and hold a firm place in our memories forever. Some decisions are small, but result in big things, like meeting the love of your life at that party you weren't going to go to, 
but decided to show up at the last minute. My point is that we shouldn't overlook the small decisions. Overall, they probably have a greater impact on our lives than the large decisions, and we don't even realise it. This is why reflecting is so important. Reflecting helps us recognise the patterns which result in good and bad decisions, and ultimately, what decisions we've made that have pushed us in the direction we want to go in life. Imagine what life would look like if we made more of those good decisions. For example, learning something new, travelling to new places, or investing in our relationships with people by nurturing connections or broadening our friendships. At this time of year, reflecting can be a cathartic process and help set you up for the year ahead. This is why I have created my free yearly reflection guide with worksheet and 50 prompts. This helpful resource will assist you in reviewing your year and set you up for your best year ever. The yearly reflection guide includes printable worksheets in two colour options, 50 reflection question journal prompts, as well as step-by-step instructions on how to use this guide. Grab your copy from the link in the show notes and reflect to create your best year yet. I'll leave you with this quote from Yvonne Woon. Sometimes you have to look back in order to understand the things that lie ahead. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a rating and review. Each review helps others find this podcast, and it absolutely makes my day reading them. I'd be delighted to assist you further on your journey of personal development and growth. If you're looking for more inspiration, check out my book, A Year of Love, Finding Peace One Day at a Time. Or if you're looking for a little more morning motivation, take a look at my free course, Magical Mornings. If you'd like to learn more about journaling, my course, Joyful Journaling Journey, could be just what you need. In the meantime, if you want some inspiring journaling prompts to kickstart your journaling practice, you can grab my free journaling guide with 100 prompts. This guide also includes some super helpful info on the benefits of journaling, along with tips on how to establish a consistent journaling practice. Links for all of these helpful tools and resources can be found in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you can join me next time.